person that was needed painting. They wanted their building painted. And so they took bids for it. And there was a guy that he, he was really a, I don't know if skinflint is the word, but it's very cheap. And so he was known for watering down his paint. And so, you know, it would go a lot further and didn't cost him as much. And so he put in a bid for this church, and they liked his bid, so they took him. And they said, yeah, this is, I mean, you beat everybody else out. And so he was really feeling good about that. And he was up on the scaffolding, and he was painting. And there was a big clap of thunder, and the sky opened up, and just and he was knocked off the scaffolding. And he was laying in watered-down paint, and he was afraid. And so he, he looked up, he said, God, God, are you trying to tell me something? And the clouds opened up, and this thunderous voice said, repaint, repaint, then no more. <laughs> that was worth your drive, I think, <laughs> just saying. Hey, let's welcome online. <clears throat> repaint, repaint, then no more. Yes, Lord, I won't. <laughs> But, I mean, this is good. God is so wonderful. He gave me, uh, just really spoke to me and said, you need to teach uh, them how to be covered. So I've got a three-week series that's going to start today just talking about being covered. And, uh, you know, there's so much going on in the world today. Have you ever been just like, I'm sure, like me, we've all made a decision and go, if I can take that back. If I could redo that, if I could rewalk that, or if I could, you know, but, you know, obviously past is past and you have to go forward. But there's so much going on in the world right now. And, in, and it's about making good choices. You know, good choices. Good choices if you want to lose weight, good choices. If you want to eat clean, good choices. Nobody likes that. But, uh, you know, all kinds of things were good choices. And we talked... Uh, about things last we've for the last several weeks actually we've talked about our words forming the world that we live in and what we have spoken and uh, so we talked that we don't really have to beg God how many know you don't have to beg God for something he's already done so and that's what we do in the Christian world we kind of think we start yelling out to God God I need you to do this I need you to do this and he's already done it and then we blame him when he's already done it, it's not God, it is our recepting, it's our receiving, just, okay, I get it, if you've already done it, I need to believe it and receive it, and so we have to make that choice, <laughs> we have to choose, and so many times we tell God about our mountain, and, and I'm, I mean this in the best way that I can say that, you don't get healed by telling God about your mountain, you, you get healed by telling your mountain about your God. Because God has provided in you the ability to do the things that he has called you to do and put the anointing and all of that is inside you. Healing is in, he, he's put that in there. He's done that. Jesus is not going back to the cross again. We have to choose to be covered. We have to make the right choices. We have to choose to receive. I have to choose to, to be covered by the Lord. So what does that mean? Obedience keeps us in his protection. Obviously, doing what he says is a good thing. Obedience isn't always easy, though, is it? Sometimes he tells you to do something, and you go, I don't want to do that. Because you just, in that word, obedience is the word die. You have to kind of die to yourself. I just got to gotta take care of that. Sometimes you have to apologize when you don't want to apologize. 
Remember we talked last week with a woman, and the Holy Spirit told her not to go into a certain area, and she did anyway and got mugged. The whole time she was quoting, if you remember, Psalm 91. And here's the problem, though. We can't expect, we can't just quote Scripture and then do anything we want and just expect that to be. That's not how that works. If God has given you a direct order and says, I need you to stay here. You know there's a story in the Bible where God told somebody to stay put. Other people came over and said, you know what? God told me to tell you to get going, and, and he got killed. I want to say it was a bear, I think. I mean, but he should have just listened to the Lord. We have to listen to the Lord. You can quote a lot of scripture, and that's great, but you got to do what the Lord is telling you to do. He's never going to tell you to do anything outside of the word. We have to choose. I'm going to show you this morning just three ways that we can choose to be covered. Three ways we can choose to be covered. The Bible's filled with accounts of supernatural protection for God's people. Just amazing things. It's no problem for God to bring you out of a fiery furnace. Remember the three Hebrew boys? <clears throat> Put them in the furnace. There was fourth guy in there. They came out not even smelling like smoke. He delivered them. Remember him shutting the mouth of the lion for Daniel. I mean, and, and we could just go on. The Israelites delivered through the Red Sea, and, and the, they just continue. He's proven it over and over again. He's able to do the job no matter what the circumstances. I'm going to say that one more time. No matter what the circumstances, God is able. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is able. I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care what you're facing. He is able. But his protection is not automatic. There are things that you have to do for God to be your refuge. Choices that we have to make to be covered. If you choose to live in sin and you don't want to take God's way, you won't live a healthy or happy life, and you may not live a long life. If we choose to follow the enemy, we get, guess what, the same reward he does. That's not good. And that's not anything we want. Here's what we want. We want to be like the person in Psalm 91. We want to make the choice to dwell, to abide and in the secret place of the Most High, to be covered, so to speak. We live there in that place, in that place of protection to receive that Psalm 91 promise. Our dependence, you and I, is on God. Our dependence, you and I, is on God. And so we stay fixed under the shadow of being obedient. We, we do what he says. If I had an umbrella and it was raining and the umbrella's keeping the rain off me, it's protecting me from the rain, I can make the choice to stand away from the umbrella and get wet. But if I chose to stay under the protection, I get the protection. How many know that's right? The good things of God, the blessings, the deliverance from the curse are only for the obedient. They are not... For everyone, you, you have to follow God. You have to go after God. You've heard me say it before, and, and it sounds kind of like, I don't mean it brash, but I just mean it for the way it sounds. Part-time Christians don't get full-time benefits. The good things belong to those who do what God says, who seek him, who follow him, who obey him. And here's a true statement. If we separate ourselves, we will be separating. I never really thought of that, and I started praying about that this week. If I separate myself to God, I will be separated. 
we almost say it and just think, ah, oh, yeah, it's just a cliche. But no, if we separate and say, God, I want to do what you want me to do, then I'll be separated. When I do what's right and I follow him, I separate myself from the evil. I separate myself from that influence. And I want to be separated from that. I want to be separate so that God can say, that's my kid right there. That's, my, that's mine. I have to live my life on purpose in God, for God, doing all the things that he's asking and telling me to do because that's a safe place to live. Now, see, it's kind of quiet because I'm trying to, like, okay, Lord, how do you want me to explain all this? My kids love, we, we, we're in our new house. We love our new house. We love, it's been wonderful. The kids love coming there. It's, it's amazing, and we just boast about the goodness of God. It's wonderful. But they, because God's presence is in that house. But that presence isn't automatic. That presence is there because, listen, because God is in us and we are there. And we choose that presence by staying in his will. By doing and saying and following and researching and covering. We have that promise of protection. If we're obedient, we have that promise. We've made up our mind to walk with God. There are books that talk about God's protection for those that seek him. This one set of books is called, and I'll see if I can say it right, Tehillim, T-E-H-I-L-L-I-M. And it's a translation of the Psalms with commentaries by Jewish scholars. And one of the commentaries, or one of the, in the book says, when a person is resolute, in other words, determined, sold out, dedicated, single-minded in his faith and recognizes God's presence everywhere, he's protected from all sides. That's pretty amazing, from all sides. This is our first thought for this morning, and they all deal with choices, because this is what God is telling me. He said, we all have to choose. Joshua said it, choose this day. Why would he say that if you didn't have to choose? I can't go to heaven just because my father got saved. Doesn't work that way. I have to choose. Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We are each accountable for the choices that we make. Number one this morning, choose to speak by faith. Now, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm trying to be as real as I can, but I mean, I, in the last week, I've said a phrase three times. I don't ever remember saying it before, but I've said it three times. I don't even know where I got it. What was the phrase? Okay, yeah, this is what she said, because I, I never say that. For me to say that, it, it makes my wife, you ever say anything to one of your pets, and when you say something, the pet goes, hmm? <laughs> no, I'm not saying my wife is anything like an animal, so let me break that right now. Well, what I am saying is, I need a ride home. <laughs> what I am saying is, I said this, and, and it made her stop in her tracks, and she said, you don't say that. I've never heard you have said that. And I said, that's the third time I know. And I broke it. I said, I am at a loss. Because she asked me something. I said, I'm at a loss. Think about what comes out of your mouth. I don't want to say I'm at a loss. If I have an all amazing God inside of me, I'm never at a loss. 
because I got somebody bigger inside of me that says, I got promises that are yes, and I put the amen on those. But I'm speaking something that the enemy just so subtly would just go. So if you're out there saying, oh, pastor never makes, pastor makes plenty of, I'll break that in Jesus' name, but I'm just telling you my life. So I broke that, and I'm like, I couldn't even, see, and that's how good the Holy Spirit is. I couldn't remember what the phrase was. I would have told you, but I'm like, I don't remember because I said, God, I don't want to know that. All right, choose to speak by faith. This is what the writer speaks in Psalm 91. He declares, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. On him I lean, rely, and in him I confidently trust. That's in the Amplified Version. If you read it, it's louder than the other one. It's Amplified. Okay, here's a New Living Translation. This is what I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust him. Faith has two places. You need to understand. Faith is in your heart and in your mouth. You must agree in your head of what the word says, what God's word says. So if you agree with the word of God, you have to agree with the word of God to get it in your heart. Does that make sense? It has to get in your belief system, so you have to, not just head knowledge, but it has to be like, I believe, I believe, I believe what this word says is true. And because it's true, I believe it. Now I have to get it not only from my head, it has to be in my heart, and if I believe that, then it has to be coming out of my mouth. I have to speak it. And how many knows there's power in agreement? If I agree with what God said, the Bible says God's word doesn't come back void. It means it is sent out and it does exactly what it says. You cannot lose with God's word. So I'm going to get into agreement with that. Matthew 18, 19 says, I'll tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. So it's got to be in your heart. It's got to be part of who you are. I mean, God has got to be, come on, if he's living in there, he's got to be part of who you are. You are three parts, body, soul, and spirit. You are wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. At least a third of you should be. Your your spirit should just be like, whoo. Have you ever been somewhere and something's just not right and inside your spirit's going, doing? Maybe your spirit doesn't make that sound. Mine does a doing sound sometimes. But it's because my spirit is connected. There sometimes we'll be somewhere and we'll just be like, this doesn't feel right. Let's just go. Why? Because I'm a one-third wall-to-wall Holy Ghost, man. I want my spirit alive and well with the things of God. It's got to be part of it. It has to overflow. It just comes out. Have you ever changed? How many work in an office? Ever changed the toner in a copier? Shut the front door. You get that toner, and it gets on your hands, and next thing you know, you got it on your nose, your face, your head, and everywhere else you touch, and you don't even know how it got there. <laughs> or ever get poison ivy somewhere and then find out you've got it in several other places now. No fun. When we get with God so much, it starts overflowing. And that only happens by spending time with him, seeking him, getting a hold of his word. Matthew 12, 34, you brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. That's the New Living Translation. 
Another version, if you have King James, it would say this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Making God the one you depend on and who you have your safety and your protection. It's got to come out of your mouth because it's in your heart. It's what you know. That's what you know. I can't, I can't change that. It's in my system. I've seen too much. When it comes out of my heart into my mouth and comes out of my belief system, come on, it comes out with power. It comes out with authority because it's birthed from God. If my words are going to frame my world, let it be framed by the Holy Spirit. You have to be able to say in faith, he is my refuge and my fortress. Trust God with your protection and say so. The Bible says this, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you redeemed? Then say so, man. You, you got a right to shout. You got a right to, you know what? If gas goes up, I got Jesus. No matter what happens, I got Jesus. When we dwell in the secret place, we declare God as our refuge. We lean and rely on him. No matter what the world is doing. This is Psalm 91, 3 through 5. For then he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. Then he'll cover you with his, pin his pinions. And under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth, his faithfulness are a shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the air of the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that lies or that uh, flies by day. That's in the Amplified. So picking this up, just heading on to New Living, right when we get past that that flies in the day, it says this. Do not dread the disease. Help me, somebody. Do not dread the disease. I don't dread COVID-19. I've got a protector. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at my side, ten thousand are dying around you. This evil will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague, no plague, no plague, no COVID-19 will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They'll hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You'll trample on those cobras. You'll crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Somebody give God some praise. So many I wills. So many I wills. Now, I think we got to use common sense. We got to do what God tells us to do. I get that. I get that. You got to be smart. But I'm saying I'm going to lean on the promises of God. It says we shall not be afraid. You know what that means? Fear has to go. Here's number two. I got to choose to be a student of his word. We all know these are serious days. Play church is over. You know, I was just talking. I'm trying to see where. I'm not sure where John is. There he is. Love that, John Hansen, one of our worship team up here. He said he knew of a situation where people left the church because they changed the coffee from Folgers to Maxwell House. Oh, that's good to the last drop. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not going to that church because I don't like their coffee. Oh. Oh, my. Play church is over. You cannot sit on the fence in these days and be double-minded because you get nothing. You must decide where you're going to dwell. Decision is it's time to decide whose side, whose allegiance, who is going to protect you. My kids don't have to. If, some, if, somebody, if I was there and people that I know, they know without a shadow of a doubt, daddy will protect me because I'm daddy. They already know that. And I mean, there's, there's just, life is, isn't life crazy? <laughs> my, my second position was on, a, was on a church staff. I had all kinds of hats. I did a lot. It was a bigger church, had a school and everything. First day on the job, in the first week, I'm in my office, and I hear somebody, big tall guy, 6'5". My dad met him. We went hunting it at their house. 6'5", big cowboy. And I'm, he is looking at the, my boss, my brand new boss, and his face is red. My boss is bent over like this. He's walking him back, and he's like telling him, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pop your head off like a dandelion. I'm gonna, I don't know all of what he's saying. I'm like, oh, boy. So now I'm on staff. What am I supposed to do with that? Pastor, you have a good time with that. I hope you live. <laughs> First day on the job, I'm like, okay. So I just get up and I just, this is all I said. I remember saying this, Lord, you're with me. I walked out, pushed pastor out of the way, stepped in front of that guy, said, something I can help you with. And he was like saying more stuff to me. And I just basically said, well, bring it. If you're going to do that, let's, let's get this over with because i got things to do. And he turned around, slapped me on the shoulder, hit the pastor and said, keep him. He's a keeper. I like that guy. I had to go change my clothes. I mean, I thought my life is over. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is the enemy is a liar. But you got to choose. I, it may not look like, oh, this, I can't win if I do this. I'm telling you, if you choose God, you stay with God, you will win. You got to choose to be covered. Where you put your trust and obedience? You have to choose, and then you have to accompany what your choice is with action. Spending time with him in his word. Because, listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. You spend time in the word, and you get fully persuaded. Because that word gets in your head, gets down in your heart, comes out your belief system. Oh, I'm telling you, God is searching to and fro for people that are fully persuaded. People that are sold out to the kingdom of God. Not people that want Maxwell House or Folgers. Your heart has peace instead of fear. I think it's good to think or to search and go after God in the morning. My personal opinion, it's the first of the day. Sometimes your morning might be night if you work third. I get it. So this isn't con condemnation of any kind. You just have to, what works for you? But just go after God. Just get him. You, if, you know, if you were serious and just say, I would... The, the teaching on Thursday was incredible, was great. I was just talking about spending time in prayer, and not religious, not legalistic, but just talking to God, just praising him, thanking him. You'd be amazed at what you could get accomplished if you just kind of took off the, 
religious thing. And I've seen a lot of stuff as a pastor. I've been in meetings where there's pastors that are there and they're praying. And as soon as it's time to pray, they, they start speaking. And then the, I don't know if it's called Elizabethan English or something. I mean, but it's, uh, it's different. I mean, if I'm talking to them, if I was talking to Gibby, I'd be, hey, Gibby, how you doing? It's time to pray. Oh, thou, Gibby, thou, I'm glad you're here, but we'll come as thy here and hinder it. I mean, it's like, that's not, I mean, just be you. Just talk to God like you're talking to somebody that you love because you should love him. If you're going to be fully persuaded, then God, I just give me wisdom on this situation. How do I speak to this situation and make it change? God, help me. Give me an action I can do. Do you want me to sow? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to pray? I'm walled of all Holy Ghost, one third of me, so I'm going to do whatever you tell me. See, that's our job. Seeking God. Putting him first, always. The Hebrew word for seek is doresh. It comes from the root word meaning to tread or frequent. The Hebrew seek means to ask diligently, inquire, require, or search. Joshua 1.8 says this, study the book of instruction, meaning the Bible. Continually meditate on it day and night, and you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So that means you got to apply yourself. Apply yourself, think about it. Believe it, say it, and just go after God. How do you want me to do that, God? And so when you do that, that's what it takes to stay in the will of God, and you grow in God, and God is involved in your life. We pray all the time, Kim and I. Let's pray that we find what we need. You ever pray for that? I mean, it's Christmas season. We love to give. But God, show me, show me a great gift we can get for this person or our kid or whatever. We need to find this. Will you help us? And you might say, well, Brett, that's stupid. You can think whatever you want. But this is where I'm at. You know what? If I don't need that present, I don't want it. Then find me something that might be better. I don't, I, he may show me something like, this is much better. Whatever. Or if it's that gift, he'll show me that. He just did that to Kim and I the other day. We moved into a house. You ever move into a place and you go, that's great, but I need to change that. So we needed to change out a chandelier. And so we started, okay, what do you want? So I asked her, what do you want? Because God doesn't he give you the desires of your heart. So she started saying, okay, this is the kind I want. She's trying to explain it to me. I'm trying to wrap my male head around it. Okay? It's got to have, it's kind of like these little spider legs. They come up like this, and it does that. And I'll need this. And I'm like, okay. Well, you'll know it when you see it. So anyway, and that's pretty much it. And I just, but here's, here's my job. Let me give you a hint, guys. You don't even have to understand it. Just agree with her. <laughs> Makes it really easy. See, here's some woman over here. Amen. Preach that. Mm, you better listen to him. <laughs> so just agree with because, I mean, she knew what she wanted, and she has got a gift for decorating. So, you know, when she married me, she came home. I had stuffed raccoons and I mean, you know, those pictures are hung wrong, okay? I put them up with nails. You put them up with something else? No, they're at the wrong height. They're wrong, and they're this, and they're... So she knows that. So I just, okay, I, I have an idea, but she knows. I just agree with her, and guess what? She found it. Now it's, it's already up. Put your action with God. I want to be a follower of God. We should always be seeking and researching. God, what do you want me to do? 
That's my goal. And that's how I get messages, how I came up with this. You know, he's like, he brings me across something. I'm like, ooh, that would preach. He goes, preach it. So that's what we do. That's, you know, I want to follow what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. What do you want? It's part of my normal life. Who you see up here, you can ask anybody that knows me. I am the same ornery guy off of here. I mean, when I'm up here, she can't really reach me. <laughs> so she immediately goes into, I really help her spiritually. Because she goes into fasting and praying. Please don't let him say that. Oh, God, please don't let him say that. Because you never know. And I don't actually, as God is my witness, I don't plan to say some of the things that come out. They just do. I'm entertainment for heaven. It's okay. I'm okay with that. But let me just tell you this. If I wasn't pastoring, I would still be the same. For real. I would still do what I do now. I would still get up every morning. And I would still spend time with God. I would still have raised my children to the best of my ability. I would still tell them about God. Holy Spirit gives us sight and understanding. Insight inside. And that's what happens. When I get up here, what he's given me just comes out. We need to see God work and do things the way he wants things done. So we study the Bible. We always are seeking. That's how you win. God, how do you do this? You know, we talked uh, this morning. We sang that song, I Raise a Hallelujah. And, and we said, let's, let's let the devil know whose side we're on. I mean, you know, in the Bible, there's a guy named Jehoshaphat. And instead of sending all of the mighty warriors, you know, like the guys that would be like, absolutely, let's go down and we will take them. <laughs> they didn't send that. God says, you send the praisers. So the praisers go first. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like, uh, they have instruments. That guy hit me with his tuba, made me real mad. You know, I mean, what are they going to do? You know, it's, let's send the guys with the spears and stuff. But God is saying, and, and this is where we get it wrong. We think, God, that's not, that's not making our warriors. That's not putting on like Rocky. Bah, 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 bah. Come on, let's get in the game. It's not stirring us up to go to battle. The idea of the praisers was not to stir the warriors up. It was to stir God up. God's saying, I won't need your help. Let me get things started and you can help me then. We got to understand, this is about dwelling in the land of protection. Choosing to be covered. Remember back in high school, you had teachers? We had to write, I want you to write... A theme, a term paper. And how did you get it? You had to go to the library where you didn't have a computer and you had to learn to pull out one of those drawers that had 5,000 million things in it with 70 million numbers and skew little numbers. Oh, that's in the section over there, aisle 564. You'd be like, oh. but you had to research. And the better or the more research you did, the better your paper was because the, the teacher would be like, oh, you took some time. And we all know we just copied stuff out of the encyclopedias, <laughs> change a couple words. But if you were good at it, I confess that to you, Father. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the more research, the better you got. And I'm telling you, God wants us to walk in his best. He wants us to walk in his best. He wants us to live life on purpose. He wants you to have a goal, a purpose, a reason for being here. And then we spend time and start studying God. God, how did the kingdom work? How did, you know, you start asking God, how did all those fish come up when they fished all night? They weren't there. Why were they there now? How did the coin get in the fish's mouth? How did that happen? How did those loaves and fishes multiply? We start asking God. You can't find that. You're not going to find that out on Paul Harvey. Good day. You, you got to find that out from the word. You got to study the kingdom and say, what made that happen? If you studied electricity and you knew how to put it all together, then anybody, if they could, oh, you connect this wire and this wire and you put that little twisty thing on, you do that. Even if you didn't understand it, but you knew how to connect it, you'd get the light to come on. Let me tell you, the kingdom works. If you know how to work it, it will work. If you know how to say, God, show me what you want, the truth that you want me to do. And he'll show you. Here's our third one, our last one for this morning. Choose to trust the protection of God. I like David. David studied God. And he knew he could put his trust in God. Psalm 3.3 says, but you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. Some version may say the glory and the lifter of my head. When you look at David's battle history, he did not find security in armor or shield. Remember, you can't go out there with that slingshot. Take my armor, Saul says, and David puts it on. And I mean, I think he's willing. Okay, well, we'll try it. I can't use this stuff. No, I'm, I go without what I know. I know he'll protect me. He protected me from the bear and the lion. And so David falls back on what he knows. He found security in God. Here's a fun fact for you. I sound like Paul Blart when I say that. So, Fun fact for you. You know. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> the pointed, you know, the, the six-pointed star of David is also called the shield of David. And here's why. I just thought this was cool, so I stuck this in. In association with his life, this is how David saw God. He saw him enveloped, covered, invulnerable from every side. North, south, east, west, above and below, all six directions. So the six-pointed symbol represents David and his true shield, which is God. I'm like, that is pretty cool because I never looked at that star quite. I mean, it was always a star of David. But just thinking of that, saying, that's what I, I like that. I want that. He cried out to God many times, protect me, O God, for, you, for in you I take refuge. You see, that became part of who he was. God had shown him all of these things, and it became part of who he was. It's a tangible force, the protection of God. And knowing that makes things a reality. Recognizing the power of God, the protection of God. And you can walk in it, and you can live in it. We see it in the word over and over again. It talks about protection when we walk with God. We're said to be encompassed, encircled, covered, and overshadowed by his goodness and protection. Psalm 25, 12, and 13, the Living Bible says, Where is the man who fears the Lord? God will teach him how to choose the best. He shall live within God's circle of blessing. There's the word, choose. 
The New Living Translation says it this way. Who are those who fear the Lord? Now, fear, we're not talking about being afraid. It's talking about we love him and are so much in awe of him. We don't want to mess this up. We want to do everything he wants us to do. That kind. Not the, not the like, I, I'm just so afraid. He's a hard taskman. That's not the fear we're talking about. We're talking about the respect, the awe of God. It says, uh, he'll show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. Yes. Amen. Come on, man. I want my kids to inherit the land and I'm going to live in the goodness and the protection of God. That's good news. So when the enemy comes, I should re be rejoicing because I got a refuge. I got something that's greater than me. Because remember, one third of me is wall to wall Holy Ghost. I got God inside me. Psalm 5, 11, and 12, let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy, for you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. The Amplified Bible, i got to say it louder. No, I don't, but anyway, says this. Let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy, because you make a covering over them and defend them. Let those... Also, who love your name, be joyful in you and be in high spirits. For you, Lord, will bless the uncompromisingly righteous as with a shield. You will surround them with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. So wherever I go, God's goodness and his blessing, his protection is with me. It isn't something that, oh, what happens if I'm, you know what, I'm surrounded by that. I could be somewhere, I could be in a other situation. Maybe I'm in a car and, and somebody else is driving. I I'm not driving, but because I'm with God, I'm just trusting in his protection because he's bigger than that. He just goes with me. He goes with me. Psalm 27, verse 1 and verse 5 in the Amplified says, The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent will he hide me. God surrounds you and hides you like a tent. Well, what's that like? It's like Frodo's cloak. Do you well, you might not have seen it, but remember that? Uh, what, was it? what was the other guy's name? Samwise Gamgee. He's stuck. He can't get out, and there's enemies coming, and Frodo runs down there, and he's trying to pull him out of this rocks, and he can't get him out yet. So he just takes his cloak and goes, Whoa! and the cloak shapes like a rock, and the guys are standing there like, Oh, I heard something, but I don't see anything. Hmm. And they walk away. You're like, Brett, that's, that's stupid. That's just a movie. Okay, let me give you one that's real. This is true. Kim will remember this. In the Assemblies of God, when you're on staff, and if you're going to go somewhere and you feel like the Lord calling you somewhere else, <laughs> unless the, the senior pastor is real open to that, you don't announce that. Because if you announce that, your job there is over for the most part because you are already not going to buy into the vision of the house because you're already believing God to take you somewhere else. Does that make sense? So most of the time, if that happens and the senior pastor would know that, he might be very nice to you, but <clears throat> he might say, okay, we're going to give you a going away party. you got two weeks left or whatever. You know, and, and you're like, okay, and you're just going to have to trust the Lord. for. So <clears throat> we were looking for a senior pastor at the time, and we were at general counsel. Um, which is uh, they have um, a meeting and all that where everybody from all over Ohio go 
I'm not in the assemblies anymore. We, we left their good fellowship. We just felt to go and go a different direction. Um, and so we were there, and we were standing there, and my senior pastor was standing there right beside us. No, it was at my ordination. That's where it was. It was at my ordination. And uh, another uh, brother in the Lord and great singer was a pastor as well. He knows that we are looking for another church, for a, our, you know something. And he walks up. Our pastor's standing right there. And he starts just blabbering. Hey, anybody call you for your resume? Hey, blah, 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 blah. And we were like. And he's just going on. Pastor Hume is just, I shouldn't have said his name. Uh, <laughs> but he's just standing there. And, and, you know, and the other guy got done. And we, you know, we looked at Pastor Hume like, I said it again. <laughs> We looked at the pastor and said, I should explain this, you know. He was oblivious to it. The guy who was talking to all of us, it was like God said, na, 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 na. He didn't hear anything. We looked at each other and we went back to the hotel room and like, did that just happen? I mean, he didn't hear any of that. He didn't hear a word of that. And he was, I mean, he didn't have earplugs in and we heard it and the guy wasn't being quiet about it. I'm hurrying. So, what I'm trying to tell you is he hides you like a tent. He can protect you. He can, he can make other pe people not here if it wasn't time for them because he's got a plan for your life. He's, he's amazing. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? For he will conceal me when there is trouble. When it comes, he will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Now, Ephesians 6, 13, 18 says, Put on every piece of God's armor. You will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And after battle, you will still be standing firm. After battle, I'm still going to be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. See, there's things that we have to do. We put on God, we put the whole armor of God on. One commentary points out that shield only protects the wearer on three sides, or mostly they're saying most of the armor is in the front. So, you know, boy, aren't you glad that God covers you above, beneath, around? He's on all sides. Armor, he is completely covered. The Hebrew word for armor implies circle. You are completely covered by God. Ephesians 6 lists that whole armor. It says in 17, it says, and take the sword of the Spirit, which... Uh, that wields is the word of God. Psalm 91, 4 says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth, shall be thy shield and buckler. That book I told you before, that Tehillim, uh, says this about the word. It says, The Torah, which is God's truth, is a shield and a weapon for those who study it, but casual Torah study is not sufficient. I mean, we can't just take a little bit of scripture and say, Okay, I'm going to apply this, and I, that's it. We, you know, we have to get to the whole Bible and try to get that whole word in. It goes back how to be a student of the word. It's not casual for me. It's not casual for Kim. We live by that. 
who you see here and her and who you see, that's how we live. That's what, that, that is what we do. That's who we are. We stay alive by the word of God. I don't even say that lightly. The enemy tried to take me out in 2020. The word of God kept me here because my wife declared it in front of everybody in the ER. He, he kept me here by the word because that is what she knows. We had that same situation when, when Sam was, we thought we were going to lose Sam. He couldn't breathe and he was having this attack and, and he, was, he asked me, he said, Dad, am I going to die and I was holding him, and then his little eyes rolled back in his head, and I, I said, Samuel Charles, you look at me. You look at me. You stay right with me. In the meantime, my wife is on the phone, and she is talking to the ER people, and the, I can hear an ambulance coming, and she is, she is as loud as she can talk, speaking in tongues and declaring life. That's what we know. And he today is serving God with all his heart. That's who we are. That's who you are. you got to have more than head knowledge. Your heart is needed. Your belief system. Everything that God says is true. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. If you don't believe it, it's still settled. It's still going to happen because God said it. You might as well line up with the truth. You could have the whole Bible memorized and good for you. That's great. But you got to believe what the Word says. If you don't, and you just memorize it, and you don't really care, it's just ink on a page. To you, if that's your case. It's not. But to you, that may be the case. Hopefully not. But the Spirit of God will reveal truth to you, and that you can walk in that truth. He has told us, give this, sow this. But God, just do it. So I start... Looking at the word, and, and, it's, and it's treasure to me. It, it has answers, and that's how Kim spends her time, studying the promises of protection. When we left the house today, come on, we left the house today, we grabbed hands and said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead your blood over this house. And I thank you, God, for this property. We plead your blood over this. We pray angels over it. We put protection around us. God, we're going to the house of God today. I mean, it is all of that. We do that every time we leave the house. Be diligent to declare that the Lord is your refuge. When we determine to say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. For me and my house, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. You dwell wherever you want, but as for me and my house. Sometimes it's tough because you can't see everything that God is doing. But he's still doing it. He's still working. Sometimes we can't see that circle of protection, but it's there. You may not be able to see your angels, but they're there. You never walk alone when you walk with God. You walk surrounded by his protection. Above, below, beside, beneath, all around. I believe it. We're going to look in the next two weeks more things about being covered. And we're going to find out. Lord, this is so good. You know, we have experience God to such an extent we're just like we want more of that because with that comes peace I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes those that are online go ahead and bow